Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's Greg Matzik. 5-11 on a Friday. Some nasty weather working its way through southeast Wisconsin. Tornado watch till 10 o'clock tonight for many counties here in southeastern Wisconsin. We'll scrap to Ozaukee County off the list for now. Greg Matz again for John Rakir. He's back on Monday, which will be opening day, Sandy Max and Stephen Watson. I think he played it the right way. Take a spring break and then come right back in your first day as opening day. Right, at, absolutely. At Field. That's John McCure is a very smart man. Well, we are looking forward to uh, our entire day's worth of programming. We're going to have a great setup. Steve Scafidi will do his program live from 9 to 1230. Then, of course, we'll have the Brewers game against the Mets. I, my favorite part about opening day, and we've kind of discussed it here, it, it's sort of the reacclimation to the park. Reacclimating yeah. to the tailgate scene. Reacclimating to the walk-up music. we got a, a ton of suggestions for your walk-up song hitting our text line, our old National Bank talking text line. Uh, a lot of ACDC, a lot of classic rock <laughs> yeah. getting us up here on the text line, which I love. Because you want to get pumped up. like You, wa- you want to have a presence when you're walking up to the batter's box. Uh, and Steven, I, I think, came around in my Kenny Loggins pick, yeah. my, my Danger Zone pick. I, I think I've warmed you up to it. I'm here for it. Okay. You should be. <laughs> I, I get riled that, that up for Greg. Okay. <laughs> Chances are I'd strike out on three pitches looking, but that's okay. The confidence behind so. the song, that, that's what you need. A uh, lot of different stuff hitting up the, t- uh, the uh, text line here. Yeah, right out of Top Gun, absolutely. Uh, we will have coverage of the game, of course, uh, throughout the day. Uh, it, also, my favorite hmm. part of opening day is being stationed in the dugout as Bob Eucher and Mark Atanasio walk toward the mic. They ultimately join Jeff, or in this case, Steve. And just to hear them kind of talk back and forth like 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 a bickering friend does with a, a friend they've been friends with for so many years. It, it's one of the funniest parts of my day, anything Euchre involved, but he's going to be a big part of our opening day programming as well. And it's being able to kind of, like, a lot of us just want to hang out and be around some of these legends and insiders. It's like it's like hearing, like I like to say, Uncle Bob telling stories. Like, you don't have to talk to me, but just the chance to eavesdrop and and hang around and hear you joke, and then just all the energy that... You got once we hit the playoffs, you know, it's just like he's he's a player. He's one of the guys and he does care so much about this sport and he can talk about it on every single level with every single person there, whether it's owner Mark Atanasio or one of the newest. He can be chatting up Garrett Mitchell. It, it's it's so fun to see that nimbleness and that depth of knowledge. And still has his own uh, locker in the clubhouse, as a matter of fact, uh, does Bob Euchre. So he'll be a part of uh, our programming on Monday. We'll be there live programming beginning at 9. We'll have reporters on the scene at about 5 o'clock. We will definitely get you set for Brewers and Mets. Looking forward to Monday, opening day, right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. It's 514. <laughs> So it's going to be a very interesting week. We talked about opening day on Monday, spring election on Tuesday. Former President Trump will be indicted in a Manhattan criminal court about 1.15 Tuesday afternoon. I'm always interested when it comes to Trump, how he affects so many different things. And I wanted to grab our friend Dave Spano of Annex Wealth Management just to see if, if anything regarding Trump's indictment is enough to sway the markets. Dave joins us in studio. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I, the Trump news is, I think, what we expected, but it, it's certainly nowhere near done. I, I do wonder, from your perspective, historically, when Trump is in the news and there's something politically charged attached to whatever he's doing, 
Is there a common market reaction? Well, it's good for Trump. Is it good for the stock market? Probably not. Just causes more uh, discontent. But it really, yeah, at the end of the day, Greg, it's the economics that really move things. Um, not much, much more than what's happening with Donald Trump and in his plight. But there's no question it is going to take all of the air out of the room again for another week or so. But I think the economics are far more important. And also with the bank upheaval that we've had recently, will this Trump indictment, do you expect that will have any ripple effect on that? No. So so what happened with uh, Silicon Valley Bank was there was a lot that went into it. There was a lot of blame to be pushed around. I mean, Trump got blamed. Biden got blamed. Of course, the, the bank itself got blamed. But at the end of the day, the Federal Reserve, which is not only in charge of trying to keep inflation down by raising rates, one of the things they, all, they are also in charge of is the banking system. So they can pay, have this thing called the discount window where the banks can go and get money. So it sure looks like the bank Banks are starting to solidify. I hope that's the case. I know that I went through uh, 08 and 09 just like everybody else did, and that was certainly caused uh, some PTSD for people thinking about going back to 08 and 09, where we had these cascading failures of, of financial institutions. We'd come into the studios on Saturday morning and talk about the banks that failed. We don't see that it's happening. That, that that we don't see that that is happening. We believe that the banks are in much better financial position. That doesn't mean that you can't have have a one-off or a number of banks that could have trouble because they how they manage their financial statements. And that's really what happened with SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. I think there's so many varied opinions right now, Dave, too, about where the markets are going. And, and some people think there's another big collapse that's going to happen, leading us right into a recession. Some people think we're already in a recession. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's sort of a blip on the radar. Where do you stand with how you view everything that's happened over the last year or so? Well, it certainly looks like the economy is for sure slowing down. Now, we got a great report the other day that showed GDP was 2.6%. Well, obviously, that's positive. We do know the standard definition of a recession is two back-to-back quarters of negative growth. That is the expectation, even from the Federal Reserve, that we will have that on the back half of 23 or early 24. So a slowing of the economy certainly looks like that is coming. If it is technically a recession or not, we'll have to see. But that means there'll be pressure on all kinds of things, including employers are going to have pressure on do they lower their employment count? That's a big deal. And that's it's kind of a soft definition of a recession is did you lose your job or did your neighbor lose his job more so than what the economics are? But uh, we're seeing good numbers for sure. Never, ever want to ask a prediction because that's not possible. (laughs) But in the past, now that Russia is back in the news with the arrest of the journalist, did the Griner situation with Brittany Griner and all of that in the world politics sphere, did that affect the markets? Because I got to think that this is going to be a topic on the Sunday news shows over the weekend. Do you expect that it would have any effect on the markets on Monday? This is the Wall Street Journal that we're talking about. This is for real, right? And so this person that they have under arrest is, is you know, the venerable Wall Street Journal is is in the play here. So I do think it's going to have, be a big part of the news cycle. This is a big deal. Does it affect the markets only if it causes more concern between the relationship with the United States and Russia. And it certainly looks like our relationship is very sour, as you know, at the moment. But there's also the story that there's also stories going on with Russia on will they take another form of currency for their oil. And that conversation's happening and looks like it's going to happen. I, I'm always baffled, Dave, by why things 
you know, 12,000 miles away affect the markets here in the United States? It, I guess it never made sense to me. How do you boil it down to folks who have similar questions? So you think about what's happening around the world, and there's no question in the short term the market is inefficient, and it does react to a news cycle. In the long term, this is the key, Greg. Did this company, whatever company you're talking about, did they sell more widgets? Whatever it is, is it from cigarettes to cars, whatever they're selling. If they sold more of those, that means that their revenue went up. And did their net income their net income or profitability go up. That, at the end of the day, is really the most important stuff. What is the profitability and what is the revenue of that company? And then what price-to-earnings ratio, what multiplier are you willing to pay for it? When you have all this bad news, people lower the, the P.E. ratio or the multiplier, and it certainly is going to get lowered as interest rates stay elevated. It was a good week, right? I mean, is that a sign of encouragement, or is it more of a you know one step forward, one step back? Yeah, I, I, there's a couple things going on. It's the end of the quarter. Sure. So there is this funny thing called window dressing going on where companies have to report what they own every quarter, at least, for example, mutual funds. And so they do the, the making it pretty type of stuff right now and getting rid of the stocks that they shouldn't own and putting in stuff that they would like to own. And so window dressing is going on. A lot of volatility is coming back and forth. That's one of them. And then number two, remember that the stock market and the economy are not directly connected. In other words, the stock market the stock market bottoms far before the economy bottoms sometimes six to nine months so well let's watch for a bottoming a bottoming of the stock market six to nine months later is probably where you're going to see the bottoming of the economy dave spano of nx wealth management you are so knowledgeable and i really enjoy hearing you and giving this good perspective Obviously, it's not all good news, though, and I never expect a prediction. How about something good, though? What's something? What's some good news you can share that either you've enjoyed from the past three months, uh, or maybe maybe a baseball prediction? Okay, there we go. It's exactly <laughs> what's going to be my answer. Okay, baseball has started. Right on Monday, we've got opening day here in Milwaukee. That's exciting. Spring is started, and by the way, when those things happen, people feel better. And when that happens, people can think about going out and spending money. That is good for the economy. And so you'll often see that you know the, the quarters that are, are really good are the fourth quarter and the first quarter because they're reporting what happened during the summer. So as people go out and move around and spend, that is a good thing. But there's certainly no shortage of negative news uh, that we can focus on. The positive news is let's talk about it's springtime, baseball has started, and let's be positive. Yeah, sales of Miller Lite will be brisk over the weekend. <laughs> no there's uh, no doubt about it. That. It's Money Talk every Saturday morning here on WTMJ. Dave Spano, President and CEO and host, the finely dressed Dave Spano here on a Friday afternoon. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Greg and Sandy. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. About 24 hours ago, we spoke to Brendan Johnson about how you might experience all four seasons in a 48-hour period here in the state of Wisconsin. The radar looks strange. I mean, there's a wide system spanning from uh, Wisconsin all the way through the Great Plains states and Kentucky. I mean, it's just kind of a massive system. It has brought about a tornado watch for many counties in our listening area, southeastern Wisconsin included. We'll strike Ozaukee County off the list until 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, Brennan, let's start with that, uh, the, the tornado opportunity. Are the conditions right for tornadoes? Might this watch turn into a warning? 
You know, uh, we'll be watching that very closely. Chris and I are here in the weather office all evening long. Uh, you know, the one thing that has really kind of been the challenging aspect of this forecast, guys, has been that warm front and the lake breeze. Uh, earlier today, we went from about 61 in Milwaukee. Then we dropped all the way back into the 40s as that lake breeze kind of came in off the north-northeast uh, with the wind a little bit. Uh, so things have been... Uh, kind of controlled in that aspect from really anywhere north of I-94. You go south tonight near the state line, we're still going to hold in that chance where we could have all types of severe weather. Uh, this first round has kind of gone through. It's been rather benign. We've had a couple reports of some pea-sized tail, but uh, as you noted, we got a big system uh, making its way through a line of showers and thunderstorms right now in eastern Iowa. That'll be on our doorstep here in the next few hours. Uh, is there a specific time you think uh, or specific areas that should be particularly prepared there seem to be in the past? Yeah. Yeah, so about 7 to 10 o'clock tonight, we do want just about everybody in southeast Wisconsin to be on guard for these storms as they make their way through. If you are north of that warm front, which is generally I-94 places north, you might be a little bit too cool to actually get any of those surface-rooted thunderstorms, ones that could actually form tornadoes. However, there still could be some high winds as well as some hail. You go south, especially closer to the state line, there may still be an opportunity for some embedded rotation, and we could be looking at an ice brief tornado. We're going to be monitoring it very closely. But again, 7 to 10 o'clock tonight, we've got that second line coming through. Yeah, the second line. What are you expecting out of that? Damaging winds, thunder, lightning? How, how deep are we going to get? Yeah. I would definitely anticipate some high winds with this. That's, you know, what happens when all these thunderstorms kind of form into a line. They start rushing from west to east, and you got to add in the ground speed of the storms themselves. A lot of these have been racing at about 40, 50 miles an hour, and then, of course, the wind from the storm itself. So we certainly could have 60, 70-mile-an-hour winds as this makes its way through. However, the farther east it gets, it will be weakening. So southwest Wisconsin's got the best chance right now in the next one to two hours to really feel the impact from this line as it moves farther east. We'll start to lose some steam a bit, but uh, everybody in southern Wisconsin should be on the lookout uh, as this makes its way through. And by 10 o'clock, all of this, uh, at least the storms, that is, uh, will be on the way out. And then cold and windy heading into tomorrow. And it's a good refresher, Brendan, since you are so educated with tornadoes. What are some of the best tips for staying safe? I mean, obviously stay off the roads during that time if you can. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, best things to remember is, if, you know, if you're in a building, you want to put as many walls between you and the outside as possible. Lowest level basements are the best. If you're in a vehicle, uh, you know, you don't ever want to try and outrun a tornado. You want to find shelter first and foremost. But, you know, a lot of folks don't necessarily know what to do. All right, I can't find shelter. Well, that's why you pull over, you get into uh, an area a little bit below um, the street level. So if you can find a, a ditch or a ravine, well, the big thing to do is to reduce your surface area. You could also stay in the car, probably crouch down or, you know, those um, those areas on the side of the road. Always good to remember, not just today, but going forward throughout the severe, severe weather season. And as always, have multiple ways to get weather alerts, alerts that can wake you up in a sound sleep. And then when the severe weather strikes, get your weather from someone, not just something. We want you to get the alert, but then get the forecast from a meteorologist. And Brent, if I can ask you about Monday, opening day forecast looks pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, temperatures will be back into the low and mid-50s. We are on the lookout for a couple of light showers, perhaps during the afternoon, uh, about a 20-30%. So I know that might impact folks heading out to opening day, but they'll probably have the roof closed. I just have the rain jacket if you're going to be out tailgating.
Looking forward to Monday. Just got to get through these next couple of days. <laughs> Brendan Johnson, enjoy your night. I know you'll be busy with Kristen. We'll get all the latest here on TMJ4. All right, guys, take care. That rain that came through last night. I don't know if you guys, I live in Menominee Falls. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys heard it as much as I did out there. Everything sounds like a tin shed. For whatever reason, in our bedroom, when it rains, I mean, it feels like Armageddon outside. But I think it actually was. It, like, it poured last night. There was thunder that was shaking the earth. I'm down by the airport, and 4 a.m., loud, loud booms, and then it seemed like the wind was blowing directly from the north because all I heard on my windows was... All the rain just pelting the window pane. So, yeah, it was significant storming for me in my neighborhood. You yeah. had an unhappy dog? Yeah, we our, our dog's a little sensitive to <laughs> thunderstorms. It, it was a rough few-hour stretch for our, our boy, Wilson. So we have a rain barrel, and the rain barrel is positioned underneath the downspout, which is, I guess, in the exterior wall by our bedroom. Right, nice. so get, I'm, I'm so like, glad you have a rain barrel. Oh, definitely. No, I, nice. I, I definitely use that for watering our plants and whatnot. It's great. Until it, like, blows away, right? And it's, like, no longer where the house is, right? It, it's no longer backed up to the house. So there hadn't been water in it forever. There might be a little slow leak anyway where some water just sort of spills out just gradually over time. So I'm listening to the water come down the downspout, and I'm realizing... It's not going into the rain barrel. <laughs> and it, it, like the, the rain is coming, man. Like, yeah. And I want that, that rain barrel there because I don't want the water pooling around, around the perimeter of my house. Like, oh, man, here we go. So <laughs> I, I get about it's 3.30 in the morning, and I put a robe on, and I put on some Crocs. Yes, I no longer care what anybody thinks of me. I wear Crocs <laughs> around the house when I mow the lawn. Learning, I'm, learning a lot you. about so you. So I'm looking like a monk in Crocs running outside. <laughs> it is pouring rain. I come, I come sprinting off the patio to find the rain barrel. I pick it up, put it in position. The rope flies open. I got my boxers on. Like, it's a mess, man. I'm trying to get this rain barrel back in position. But I did it. Well and I could not fall back asleep. Oh, <laughs> I was enraged at myself, but I feel like I protected our house. You did the right thing. And your dog assisted oh, night, with this? Night was out, man. <laughs> night doesn't wake up for anything. Yeah, I hear I come in and out of the patio, and our greyhound is just sleeping by himself. He picks up his head, looks, and I'm done. You got back it to taken sleep. care of, Dad. Well done. Do you have one of those cameras outside of your house? Because I, I have a great visual in my head. Of, <laughs> the ring of, camera catching yes. all of this? <laughs> I may or may not oh. have a camera that could have exposed that whole thing to our listeners. But I, also... I, I don't pay for the service to... Uh, have that up and running but that's also the thing with the big winds like we're talking about tonight if you've already taken patio furniture out or like you don't want that barrel blowing around and smashing into a window or bashing your siding well if it does i'll be back out there again in my robe (laughs) with a greyhound sleeping trudging through the weather be it winter rain snow i don't know what's falling i think of a silky kimono just flowing in the wind uh it was a brown robe hooded (laughs) I said I looked like a monk. Terry cloth? Okay. Looked like a monk in Crocs. <laughs>